Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back after a long break to Marvel Plus, the podcast devoted solely to the Disney Plus Marvel series. My name is Brett Scott, I am your host, and this is the show. And holy hell has it been a long time since I've done this. So excited to be back, hopefully I haven't lost all of my so-called hosting abilities over the past two months, and hopefully... A few of you are still out there listening because it is about to seriously ramp back up in terms of Disney Plus content, uh, in terms of Marvel Plus content. This is definitely the longest break we've had between series, and honestly, I hope it never happens again uh, because I am jonesing for some MCU stories. It looks like at least the next few series will be releasing back-to-back, so buckle up, buttercup. We're in for the long haul. Today, I'm attempting to to grease up the old gears and get this thing moving again with a preview episode for a series I have been hyped for ever since it was announced, and that is Moon Knight, starring Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke. Uh, Starts next week. So I thought now would be a good time to learn a little bit about this relatively obscure character and, and speculate a bit about what's to come. And I'm bringing on an awesome guest to chat today, a self-proclaimed Moon Knight superfan, who you may remember from the Hawkeye Roundtable episode. So let's not waste any more time. Let's jump right in and learn a little bit about Moon Knight with Mr. I Comment on Comics, Chase Black. All right, Chase, welcome back to the show, man. Uh, thank you. Glad you asked me to come back. Yeah, well, I, it's it's weird because I had you on for Hawkeye, right? And it turned out that, and I had no idea about this when I invited you on for Hawkeye, that that was one of your favorite Marvel characters. And then, like, <laughs> right after we got done recording, you're like, hey, by the way, I'm also a huge fan of Moon Knight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought I hit so, you up and let you know. Yeah, so I was like, Oh, okay. Well, I've got a person to talk to then because what's interesting about this series and and having you on is that I've never been in this situation yet before. I've done a, a preview episode like this once before. I did it with Loki, I think. But, you know, I was familiar with the character of Loki, so it wasn't – it I, there was nothing new to discuss. We talked about the trailer and what we already knew about Loki from the MCU. Uh, but Moon Knight's brand new to the MCU – and brand new to me. In fact, when I first heard Inklings that, that there was going to be Moon Knight in the MCU, first of all, I was like, what? <laughs> like, what? I couldn't imagine, like, a character like Moon Knight that, like I said, maybe is a C-list character. I mean, in terms of the Marvel Universe, I knew nothing about this character. And I tried to keep it that way as long as possible so that I could just have a new experience with this thing. And... I think I've waited long enough. It's like a week before the show airs, and I think I need to get a little bit more background. I've got some super basics, some outlines of the character, um, but you are a huge Moon Knight fan, so you know some stuff, a lot of stuff that I know nothing about, and so I thought you'd be a perfect person to have on to talk Moon Knight before it airs. Well, thank you. And, uh, yeah, I um, I've loved Moon Knight since... The 90s when I was a kid, just uh, the, the, I still have in the other room the 
one of the comic cards of. I just would stare at it all the time. I just love his costume, the way he was drawn, everything. Um, Bill Sankiewicz did a run with him. And I love the way that he drew him, especially on covers and stuff. Uh, but the history of Moon Knight is very convoluted because he wasn't really supposed to be a popular character. He was kind of just a uh, – he was introduced as a villain in a Werewolf by Night comic. And yeah. uh, pretty much, like, I have the Moon Knight Essentials, like, so, like, three of them, two or three of them that are just all, like, his first – the runs of all Moon Knight stories because they intertwine through different um, – runs of other stories and stuff and he's yeah. had like four like one shots or like four issue miniseries and all that stuff and uh it's a lot like hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy in the sense that every time it's written by someone new it gets tweaked and it's changed and it's so um a lot of my moon knight knowledge that i have from the beginning and stuff like that uh might not be relevant at all for the show because the show <laughs> seems to be taking uh, a lot from the Jeff Lemire, Greg Smallwood run, which I believe was back 2014 or something mm-hmm. like that, which is actually a dark area for me in comics. That was when my first son was born and led into buying a new house and then another son being born. So I had a, a very black area of comic books and that's where that fell. But I went back and read the uh, Lemire Smallwood Um because the trailer shows Mr. Knight, which is him in a suit. Mm-hmm. And uh, they used him in uh, Lemire's. But also, I guess he was uh, first shown in the Warren Ellis Moon Knight series, which I didn't read at all. And that's when Mr. Knight was okay. first created. So I'm really uh, blank on that form of him. But uh, essentially, he's a very complicated character. <laughs> Yeah, so what I, that's what I wanted to tell you. I wanted to tell you a little bit about what I have gleaned from just other people talking about it, referencing it, and you can tell me how, how accurate I've got it, or, you know, if, if maybe, um, I don't know, maybe you could shed some light on, on, on what I've heard about it. So I heard that originally this character, when they started fleshing him out, so at first, like you said, he just came into a werewolf by night, and then he would appear in other things like, I think, I don't know, he was like a side character who would show up in other comics for a while. And then he got like a a limited series, but didn't have an ongoing for a while. Right. And, uh, and originally the background they had for him was he purposely like created these different personas. Like basically he was, you know, like this international man of mystery. He, he purposely said, okay, I'm going to pretend to be this guy. Then I'm going to act like this guy. I'm act like this guy. Um, And then later in the comics, someone else had like retconned that and made it that it was what they're showing in this series a little bit, that it might be like a, a, a mental disorder that he has, um, that Correct. he actually has split personalities. And that's a wildly different take than what they originally said, right? Which was like, he did this on purpose. Correct. Yeah. When it uh, started, he uh, had three personalities. There was Mark Spector. He was a mercenary. Uh, and he's the one who he was fighting in. I don't remember what war. I don't have it written down. I know that when it got retconned by Houston, it was the Gulf War, but I know it was originally before that. Um, yeah. He's fighting in a war, and that's when he uh, pretty much died at the foot of the Conchu statue, and he got resurrected as his spirit of vengeance. So Mark Spector is also the Moon Knight. So you have Mark Spector, you have the Moon Knight, and then you also have Stephen Grant, who's like the billionaire playboy Bruce Wayne type character. 
and he mm-hmm. uses that character to um get connected into like the upper uppity class crime and then he has Jake Lockley who's the cab driver that he uses to find lower street level crime and uh through that he has various connections he has Frenchy who's his partner and also the pilot who drives like the big crescent plane for him mm-hmm. and he also has a um kind of a street contact who's like the street urchin named uh Crowley who is also a main character in the comics and a, and his girlfriend Marlene is also in the comics as well and uh they kind of ditched those characters later on through the stories and then in Lemire's story the way it starts off is he kind of kills all those characters except for Marlene but kills Frenchie and uh Crowley uh but yeah so it looks like it was the Ward Ellis series that began the uh, him being schizophrenic or him having multiple personalities and not just him creating them. Mm-hmm. And uh, through every series after that, they have dove more and more to say that he has always been this way. He just didn't realize it like that. Uh, I know that it might have been Colin Bunn's annual, but one of them showed uh, him as a child being Stephen Grant but just not realizing that he was using the different personalities that shows. So they went back to try to retcon and say that it's always been there, but the Doug Munch, like the original Moon Knight was nothing. He was just kind of like a uh, Batman type character in the sense that billionaire playboy, but also superhero, but he had different layers and much more brutal. So, and you brought up Bruce Wayne, you brought up the billionaire playboy persona that he has. Is that, a lot of people, and I, and I don't know, like I said, I don't have much experience with the character, and some people that I've heard say it's kind of a cop-out to say that this is Marvel's Batman. Do, do you think that it, it is closely, like, resembles, like, a version of Batman, or is it is it more than that? Is it something, like, wildly different, actually, than, than Batman? I, I think it's well. I think Marvel's uh, Batman's Nighthawk. I think Marvel has okay. a Batman. I think it's Nighthawk. I don't think it's Moon Knight. Moon Knight is um rougher tougher than batman he he will hurt people he'll break their legs he he will kill people he's like a more extreme daredevil he's a street level fighter but he just will go it's like i kind of maybe daredevil and punisher mixed together is where you find moon knight but with a cape like batman (laughs) and like and to be fair he did have the crescent plane like and yeah. Batman had the bat play. Like you can say they were leaning into it, mm-hmm. but um, through, I guess through the lens of time, he is not Marvel's Batman at all. But I mean, if someone just looks at the character and they want to, you know, talk crap about it real fast, they could easily say costume vigilante yeah. with a cape. You know, he's yeah. just like a bleached Batman. So. Does he this character darts instead of bat? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now you mentioned that kind of the origin story, and I'm I'm sure that they're going to lean into that one in this series. Is that you know he basically gets killed or or something of the sort, close to death or something, and then either actually is or believes he is resurrected by this ancient um, right. power source, this god or whatever. And uh, ancient uh, alien god type thing. And so 
does this, other than bringing him back to life or saving his life or whatever they end up doing with this, um, did it, did it power him up? Does he actually have powers or is it just an all mental thing? Is it all just like a resurrection? Um, there have been storylines where he did get stronger depending on how much of the moon was showing. Is that like, but think of it more like, um, super soldier serum or like our man's pill for a certain period of time and then he loses it. Uh, but not every writer uses that. Like, um, in fact, I don't think they use it hardly at all anymore. I think it was, that was must an earlier rendition of him. I think now he's just a mercenary crime fighter. Well, that's that's interesting because that I mean that does make him a little closer to Batman, being that he's you know doesn't have a power set. He um, he does resurrect. That does happen. He's died several times, and he does resurrect. One of the um, okay, one of the stories. I, I, there's so many uh, one shots and stuff. I don't remember who wrote it, but one of them, the beginning is him just materializing in his living room. He just comes back. Conchu just brings him back. Like so, he can resurrect, and depending on the writer, he does have powers in the moon but that's not a constant yeah so it okay. does some lean towards batman a bit okay but so yeah okay so they don't lean heavy and i wonder if they will if they'll make this series more mystical and be like oh well the moon gives him his energy mm-hmm. his power whatever power set he might have um i wonder if they're going to lean into that because they have been going with the mcu lately a lot more cosmic a lot more magic and and you know um witchcraft and and things like that so who knows how they will do say it. that I remember I saw someone on Twitter mention it. Um, and I'm guessing it's from some of the portions that I haven't read that he does have another personality that I don't know. And they said that that's who he is in the trailer whenever he's like kind of bumbling and doesn't understand what's going on and talking to the uh, reflection stuff. Yeah, um, so that might be another personality that's creeped in that I just haven't gotten around to reading it yet to know who that is. Um, so to me, it feels like they're, they're going to be, I don't know if they're going to show the origin as in him dying in front of the country, because they're going to be, I imagine a lot of the show is going to be, is he sane or not? So it might like flash back to portions yeah. of it, but I don't think there's going to be like a full on origin because you're not supposed to know if it's true or not. I'm guessing. Right. And I wonder if they even, like how much they lean into that, like the the Kanchu mm-hmm. part. I mean, who knows? They could because, you know, the, the MCU does what they want in terms of like rewriting the story a little bit. Um, they've they've grounded a lot of characters through that way and stuff by like, oh, well, it's not this. It's this like um, Wanda is at least so far right now. She's a witch, always been a witch. It has nothing to do with mutant powers. Right. Right. Um, things like that. They They, they change things as they want to, to fit the story that they want to tell. Um, I don't think they'd introduce Moon Knight to the character without bringing in some moon reference. Like, I think he is going to have something to do with that. Right. Um, But, yeah, I think this series looks, from the trailer, like it's, it's, and I was thinking they were running out of different things to do with these series, but it looks wildly different than anything we've seen yet. And that's, that's crazy to me. Cause I'm like, well, they've done it all now. Like they've done this kind of mm-hmm. a, this one, this one, you know, they've done the lethal weapon. They've done the magical powers. They've done time travel. They've done, you know, different universes. What else can they do? 
Um, you know, this, I'm like, wow, this looks like it's going to be a, a, another fresh take on a brand new character. It's going to be, I think it's going to be a, a hell of a lot of fun to watch. Like, I bet, like, in the way that WandaVision unfolded week to week, and you're like, where the, some of the other series weren't as hard on that. Like, um, Falcon mm-hmm. the Winter Soldier, it's a buddy cop type thing. Hawkeye, you just wanted to see what happened next, but there wasn't all this, like, who's it going to be? What's it going to be? You know, like, what's what's really going on? WandaVision was probably the last thing that really had that. Maybe Loki a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, like, WandaVision, I remember, had everyone talking. Like, blew Twitter up week to week. Yeah. The whole week long, people were talking about it until the next episode dropped and it started all over. It was like living in the 90s again. Like, you know, you only saw one episode a week and you talked about it all week. I think that's... I think this is going to be like that. I think it's going to be the sleeper hit that people weren't expecting because most people, I don't think, like me, are even familiar with the characters. So it's going to be brand new. Well, I think that's going to work in their benefit because as a comic fan and a comic book movie television show fan, I don't expect the same things from them because it's a different medium. They're going to try something new. They're going to tell their own version of the story. It's like a different universe to me. Comics are one universe, shows and stuff yeah. are another. So the fact that other than fans, like people who have just followed Moon Knight because they thought he was cool. And I think the only reason he keeps getting series and chances is because writers grew up loving Moon Knight. They just want to give him a chance. Like, I think that's why he keeps getting it. Yeah. But uh, people not being very familiar with it means they can pretty much establish anything they want. And yeah. that will just be the canon for Moon Knight in the show. And uh, I think anybody who follows Moon Knight's very convoluted history should be okay with them just trying to yeah just figure it out and just call it this because you don't want to it's just so much going in they're going to yeah. <laughs> sorry, they're going to make him have um, a mental disorder or schizophrenia or whatever it is he has mm-hmm. like okay they're going that route so anybody who likes moon knight from the early ones understand that's going to be this route and that's yeah. fine <laughs> you know and but i think and honestly people not knowing much will really work out for him I honestly think that makes the character more interesting, but not not like I've, um, like I said, read anything. In fact, I've, I've avoided even reading it because I didn't want to know the stuff. I wanted this to be my first. Yeah. And so, yeah, I didn't want to go in with expectations. I wanted something brand new. But to me, it sounds like a much more intriguing idea. Like this guy mm-hmm. doesn't know what the hell's going on. He doesn't know who he is exactly. Um, right. You know, he thinks he's just a guy and then finds out, like, what do you mean? I've been living other lives. Like, mm-hmm. it's like um, like Fight Club, right? He has no idea right. that he's this other guy as well. Um, so that sounds, int- like, really intriguing. I, I feel like that was probably the right call mm-hmm. in making, you know, uh, something intriguing intriguing for, for new people to enjoy. Um, but then also it's like, yeah, I you know, I, I feel like especially with a series like this that you said everything's so convoluted already comic book wise that those fans should probably actually be appreciative of the fact that like, OK, we're going to give you a definitive. This is the one. Yeah, And you're getting Moon Knight on TV. Like, who would have thought? You're yeah. getting, I mean, yeah, there's so many like A-list characters that aren't getting their own show or been on anything. And you're getting Moon Knight. Like, yeah. we Moon Knight fans should. I haven't seen anybody upset about it. Like, we should all be very happy about this. Right. And another right. weird thing is, have you looked up the villain? Do you know who the villain is in the show? 
No, and I that was going to get to that. Yeah, tell me about it. Well, that's the thing is I looked up because I wasn't sure who it was going to be, and mm-hmm. I didn't recognize the name at all. So I went and I looked up what parts he was in, and I have the book. He's only in one issue. He's in one issue out of all of Moonlight. Oh, weird. Okay. It's crazy. He he um it's being played by Ethan Hawke. So you already yeah. have two great actors in this show. Like I don't know yeah. how it's not going to succeed, but um his name was Dr. Haro Haro and he did like Auschwitz experiments on people. Like okay. like he would chain them up, do experiments, try to make it to where they can't feel pain anymore, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh See, people found the documents that showed that he did this to people in Auschwitz, and he went in hiding and got funded by some people, and another doctor and Moon Knight stopped him, and he escaped to go to, I think it said Paraguay, and then he was just never in anything again. Okay. I, but they you know where he went. <laughs> where did he, he, he – where? He went to per- Paraguay. Oh, okay, okay. And then you just never heard from him again after Never that. heard from him again. Like, to, to where I didn't recognize the name. And I went and read the the issue, but I got nothing from it. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, it's crazy. Yeah. I think that's... Because he's nothing special. He's a doctor. A surgeon. Maybe even cooler for the creators. That's what I mean. They can do anything they want. Yeah. They can, they can write this character however they want. And on top of that... How cool is it that they picked such a deep cuts thing? Like one guy in the writer's room was like, hey, why don't we use this guy? And, like, and even the other guys in the room were like, who? They're like, oh, it's from my favorite issue of all time. And, you know, <laughs> but imagine I just explaining it, pitching it to somebody like, OK, Moon Knight. And they're like, who? And his villain, Dr. Hare. Who? <laughs> like, yeah. You want me to give you millions of dollars for this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> an, obs- an obscure hero with an way more obscure villain. <laughs> like even among Moon Knight villains, he's obscure as hell. So, no, but you know what I'm thinking though. Now that you said that, uh, I can speculate a little bit. Giving me that background on that character, obviously they're moving this forward in time to modern day. You know, um, so it's not going to be Auschwitz. And I'm wondering if yeah, they're going to yeah. tie this into um, like the Super Soldier program or. You know, something like that. Like, that's what the experiments were about. Like, maybe mm-hmm. he was involved with whoever was doing the super soldier experiments uh, with Hydra and then, like, going forward and whoever, whoever, the power broker, right? Whatever, whatever right. with that yeah. whole story. And then, or, you know, maybe this is where they, maybe this is where they introduce Weapon X or something. Like, that's oh, what that yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, you know, that, that could work, too. Yeah. Is it, or maybe they'll make him a doctor in the psych ward he's in. He's working on the patients, doing the patients there. You know, there could be so many yeah. ways it could go. But and also think about so much. The, this idea sounds so much better than if they went with the original origin. You know, and then him yeah. being a mercenary in a war, and yeah. his villain's the Bushman, who's a person who's in the same regiment as him. Like that'd be yeah. okay. But this whole like psychological, like almost it would be like. A thriller? I don't like. Seems so much like such a better idea for a television show, especially right now. Yeah, yeah, and I think, <laughs> and to be honest, I do think um, they could easily still lean into the mercenary thing. Like, they could say like that's where something happened. Like maybe he developed his split personalities right. through like yeah. trauma or something. You just need um, some shit. 
Yeah, like maybe he, you know, they move it forward in time, right? So whatever it was in the book, maybe it was Vietnam, probably, likely, in the original. Um, mm-hmm. And then they moved it forward to um, the, the Gulf War. Probably now it would be like Iraq or Afghanistan, right? Like this is yeah. where this guy was. So I could see that being a thing, too. Like maybe that is where he was, you know, that one of his personalities, whatever. Maybe um, that's the trauma there is what triggered him, like recognizing yeah. the personalities or triggering the personalities to come forward to protect him or something or yeah anything because you know the uh you don't know but the moonlight the costume itself like just materializes on him it's magic in itself like so so well, that's a power set then okay because yeah i was looking at um like even in the trailers it looked like it just kind of like flame on you know it just, mm-hmm. <laughs> just like, so that's something interesting too that that you know besides nanotech we haven't really seen that be a thing you know like tony stark he can make his suit it seemingly right. appear out of nowhere but it's actually tech but um but no, they lean cool. into magic now you know yeah multiverse magic and then and shang chi and everything so also yeah. just note he might be kind of magical but he still fights with brass knuckles with spikes on him that's awesome like, like he he's brutal he has some brutal fights it, and that's what i wanted to bring up from the trailer like how like from what you know and love about Moon Knight in comic book form, how do you think the trailer is presenting it? Like, does it feel like comic Moon Knight in terms um, of like the action? If I hadn't seen or if I hadn't read the Lemire Moon Knight, I would not have thought it seemed like Moon Knight at all. Um, okay. The action, yeah. I mean, I'm hoping that it's more. Um, <clears throat> more like daredevil action you yeah. know and not like i hate when the fight scenes are like quick quick shaky camera cut away and you don't see the punches land you don't see the kicks land or you don't see the rear back you just see the hit like i wanted yeah. to be actually be like fluid fight scenes but mm-hmm. like yeah a lot like daredevil punisher fight scenes were just kind of yeah. gritty long takes yeah long takes right. like um like old action. boy or the raid style yeah like actual choreography not like camera tricks mm-hmm. right like Right. You know, you've got a bunch of either actors or, or stunt actors or whatever actually doing this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That was There's something a lot of really good stunt actors out there. That was something I appreciated about um, Shang-Chi. Like, I, I wasn't huge on the film just because I didn't love the ending. I didn't love how it ended up playing out at the very end. Um, but I wasn't a big Shang-Chi guy anyway, so I didn't like have this uh expectation. So the story was fine. I didn't mind that they changed so much about like his story and what the story was. But it just got a little silly, I thought, with that dragons and stuff at the mm-hmm. end. But the fight choreography in it, it just it felt like so much like these, you know, nineties, early two thousands, like Jet Lee, Jackie Chan, mm-hmm. Martial Arts. Which is some of my favorite movies. Jackie Chan is my favorite uh yeah. action star. Like I love all of his movies, man. Like I could go on for many a podcast about Jackie Chan. <laughs> like, yeah. I love his choreography. I love how his mind works. I've watched like documentaries where he's just talking about he sees something and he writes it down or he shoves it in his wallet and he just takes it to his trailer, just covered in ideas of things he could fight with. Like this would be cool, and this would be cool. <laughs> like this. Yeah, I love and I agree. Choreography is a lot like that. Whenever. On the bus, Shang Chi pulled out like that elbow thrust. Yeah. I was like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> yeah, was yeah. Cool, the, the, I was gonna say that 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 bus scene. What I thought, you know, evoked the most 
like invoked the most Jackie Chan of that whole movie, that, that bus scene. I was like, oh man, that. And then when they're uh, when they're fighting on the what's it called, like uh, scaffolding outside of the building, mm-hmm. felt very much like a, a Jackie Chan film. I felt like I was watching like Super Cop or like Rumble in the Bronx or something like that from the nineties. One thing that they did in that movie that I appreciated, and actually my wife said something about it too, that made it a little bit better, was how even she was like, I'd only been shooting a bow and arrow for one day. <laughs> like, I don't know how I made that shot. And he's like, isn't it yeah. right in the throat? <laughs> like, yeah. cause Emily, my, or my wife was literally like, she just learned how to shoot. And she nailed yeah. that thing. I was like, no, she yeah. explains it a bit. Like, she's just as yeah. surprised as anybody else, but it was least, weird. Yeah. But, At least they made it like it was accidental, like, oh, shit. I'm, uh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Instead of her just suddenly being the best archer in the world, you know, they acknowledged that it was just, yeah, she just did it. It was luck, yeah. Um, so, after seeing, we've seen a bunch of trailers now, which, uh, if I have to critique anything about modern day cinema and series is that they, they give us too much, like way too much ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like they want to put all the best scenes in the trailer to entice you to watch it. Um, and then you're like retreading that when you watch it. Um, but I think the main thing is they give us so many trailers. Like they, first they give you the quote unquote teaser, which is all we should really get. You know what I mean? Like right, when, yeah. we were, when we were kids, that's all we got. We got that teaser and then we showed up at the movie, you know what I mean? But now it's like a teaser followed by a full trailer, followed by snippets and featurettes and like all the way up until you actually get to watch the show. Um, it's good for building anticipation, but like, what did you think from all the shit we've seen so far now of Moon Knight, uh, including the clip you and I were just watching before we started? Um, what are your kind of expectations or hopes for the series? Like how excited are you for it? And does that have anything to do with the trailer or is it just because you're a big Moon Knight guy? All my excitement comes from just being a Moon Knight fan. Not so much from the trailers because the trailers uh, made me realize how behind on Moon Knight reading I was. And then I had to come to terms with, do I want to read it and have to have an idea of what's coming up or do I want to be surprised by it? Um, And just being mad at myself for not knowing it yet made me go ahead and (laughs) read them. Uh, Yeah or read as far as I've gotten to so far. Um, but I mean, the trailers make it look good. It may, it's different than what I thought it was going to be, which I think is a good thing. Um, mm-hmm. because I'm kind of tired of knowing what's going to happen in things, you know? So, yeah, uh, I like that. They're making him, I mean, it looks like he's going to be like frantically crazy not knowing yeah. what the hell's going on. Like, and I, I like that aspect of, uh, that character. Like, cause I don't know him like that. So, um, yeah. sorry, I got something different. Uh, so I guess part of me is excited just to see what it's going to be, but I was already very excited for Moon Knight. Not as excited as I was for Hawkeye though, because, mm-hmm. uh, I was a huge Hawkeye fan too. And I've had more Hawkeye to digest over the years than <laughs> Moon Knight, but, um, I'm very excited, very excited for it. I hope it's not like how excited I was for Falcon Winter Soldier, though, because that was a bit of a letdown to me, Wait, uh, it, just from my amount of excitement. I was going to say, was it because you build it up too much in your head, or? Yeah, you know, what, pretty much. I thought uh, I thought it was going to be more like, you already said it, but I thought it was going to be like 
more lethal weapon, like Shane Black type buddy comedy stuff yeah. um, mixed in with them trying to work out their personal problems. But instead, I just didn't care about the villain like at all. She went from being yeah. reasonable to being like just evil for no reason. <laughs> and yeah. uh, I think the best part of it was them working on the boat. And that didn't happen until like later on in the series. Yeah. Um, I'd watch it. I mean, I'll watch it if there's another season because yeah. I still liked it, but I think I was just so excited for it that it, uh, that it, I just kind of got let down by it, which is the opposite of Loki because I wasn't excited for Loki at all. And then I ended up really liking it. Uh-huh. And I think it's because I had no, um, anticipation for it at all. Yeah. That makes it, that makes a huge difference most of the time. Like there's only been a few movies that I was super excited for that I went in and was like, either it exceeded my expectations or met them. You know, it's just so hard to, it's hard to get what your mind can imagine something could be Mm -hmm. when it actually comes out. Like it's, it's hard to ever actually get that. Like how is somebody going to put all the, the greatness you created in your head on screen? But speaking of that, and I don't want to go on too much of a tangent, but have you seen the Batman no, not yet. I'm oh. waiting for it to hit HBO Max, and then... Yeah, soon. So I've tried soon. to stay away from everything on it. Even, like, that deleted scene that got leaked today or shown today, I haven't watched it because yeah. I want to go into it completely fresh, but... Okay. Um, well, well, I'm glad. I'm glad, because, I, for one, I don't want to go on a tangent about it. Uh, <laughs> and I would. Um, but, yeah, you should uh, just avoid everything. Just just take it in fresh. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 the plan. Um, yeah. I've done a pretty good job of it. Uh, I'm pretty good at dodging things on Twitter. I don't get it on really any other social media, so other than YouTube. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm pretty do good you, at dodging. It. Do you do that? I, I've heard of a lot of people like um, blocking keywords. Do you do that no. at all? No, I don't bother no. with that. Um, yeah, I got self discipline. I can scroll past. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I feel pretty good about honestly. If I see anything. That's about something upcoming. I, I'm pretty you can spot it before you actually see the spoiler. You know what I mean? Like most yeah. of the time you can you can catch it. I were a buddy of mine uh, accidentally. And I'm like, how did you do that? Accidentally saw. um, The scene in. In. Um, Endgame. Where Cap catches Molnir, mm-hmm. he accidentally saw that before it came out. I'm like, how do you do that? How do you? I mean, you have to be looking to 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 find a sport. You know what I mean? You got to click on mm-hmm. something to see. Yeah, that. yeah. Here's uh, something that this is completely off topic. <laughs> but, Perfectly fine, but similar. Uh, I finally got my wife to watch Usual Suspects. Uh huh. Okay. I think you brought I that could... up last time. Did I hype it up? I didn't say anything about it. The final scene started, and she said, "Oh, this is like scary movie." I, I, I haven't like, seen it, Chase. So I, I, you've never seen *Usual Suspects*? Oh no, my so, god! So if you're expecting, I'm glad to go any further than that. But <laughs> scary movie. Have you seen the movie *Scary Movie*? Yeah, of course. Yeah, it parodies the whole ending. The whole twist is parodied in *Scary Movie*, right? Oh, okay, okay. okay. But like, so when just the scene started, she immediately said. Oh, so this is like scary movie. 
and I was so angry. <laughs> like, like she inadvertently you. spoiled it for us. It spoiled one of the best twists in movie history to me. Just yeah, inadvertently ruined it by a parody movie. <laughs> I was so angry. So had you already seen it, or was that the first time you were watching it? And I'd already seen it. Oh, I'd already seen it. I've seen it a million times. Okay. So scary movie ruined it for her then, because she already like knew. Yeah. Already knew. That made me so mad. (laughs) You've seen scary movie, but you hadn't seen Usual Suspects. Right. Right. Of course, and that's yeah. It's like that's me too. So (laughs) be careful. (laughs) Uh, Um. But yeah, I'll definitely. I'm gonna go check that out now. Because I've heard that, and I, I swear, I think you brought up Usual Suspects last time we talked. I might maybe have. Two, yeah, or two times ago. It must be, like, at the top of your list there. Um, yeah. So, um, that the, I was going to ask you about the Ethan Hawke thing, but you already kind of got there with the yes. telling me that, that he was that villain. And that is weird that they would do such an obscure person. But, yeah, I'm glad that most people probably won't have any expectations. And you can literally do whatever you want with him. Cause you got nothing. Like he's all you know is he was an evil surgeon who was experimenting on people to see what bodies could handle. Kind of like Doctor Moreau-ish, you know? Mm-hmm. Like he had like a jaguar and shit. Like, so you could, I mean, yeah. And you got Ethan Hawke to do it. You know, he's got the yeah. acting chops. You got yeah. Oscar Isaac playing like a crazy man. <laughs> it's it's going to be a wild show, I think. Yeah, it's star studded for sure. Like I wasn't. I, I'm surprised all the time when I really think about the caliber of talent that they have in these superhero films. Like, just the fact that the superhero films have become a, a serious genre for serious actors is crazy. Like, just like I said, even just bringing up the Batman, just that movie is so full of, like, amazing character actors. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, it's almost hard to not at least have a pretty damn good movie. I mean, with, like, Pattinson, who is really good in, like, indie stuff. I don't know if you've ever seen him in anything, but, like, Twilight. But, like, all the indie stuff that he's in is fantastic. Like, he's such a, a great actor outside of that franchise. Like, and, and he didn't do bad in that franchise. It was just the fact that, like, the kind of movie that it was. You know? um, I'll be honest. I've never seen a movie he's in except for, okay. like, okay. the Harry Potter he was in. Yeah. Um, but I have a friend who loves his movies and he tells me about them all the time there was a yeah one that he's talking about all the time called elizabeth town mm-hmm. he loved that movie the twist there's a quite a twist ending that he told me about on that one that's pretty wild too but he likes i've like but i've honestly never watched anything with him in i don't know why it's just never i mean I, yeah i was never into twilight but nothing against him yeah. for it yeah if you want to see him like his acting chops man there's, there's so many movies like over on like amazon prime you can find, you know, a, a bunch of stuff that's streaming for free. But uh, there's a movie called Good Time, which is really good. Um, there's another movie where he's like in outer space alone, like on a on a ship by himself, like solitude. Um, he's he's fantastic. But anyway, him, Jeffrey Wright. Um, uh, God, the cast of it is ridiculous. Of Paul Dano. Paul, Paul Dano. Um, and, and uh, these are all like, that's what I'm saying. Joker, they're, they're kind plays, of like, not Joker, but Penguin, who plays Penguin? Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. Yeah. And that's funny because all of these people are like, I feel like underrated, fantastic 
actors. Like they're they're usually in smaller. They've never been really in huge deal, big budget. Like you don't see them in you see them in a lot of indie stuff and stuff like that, and like smaller films, smaller dramatic roles, stuff like that. And it it just works so well. And that's what I was saying about superhero genre now is is people take it seriously. I don't think twenty years ago you couldn't have gotten huge names in these movies. I mean, you didn't know who Hugh Jackman was when X-Men came out. Exactly. Halle Berry was the, Halle Berry, Patrick Stewart, Ian McKellen were the big pools. And that, like, no one knew who Hugh Jackman was. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, you know, would Robert P. Jensen had more pull because just, she was a Bond. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that's what, like, um, like, uh, would RDJ have, have done Iron Man in, like, 1995? I don't think so. No, I don't think <laughs> no. so. You, I think you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing, though. I think that, like, um, it's just way more serious now. Like, you've got the hard-hitting, serious actors, people who consider themselves very serious actors. You know, Christian mm-hmm. Bale, he's another one that, like, Batman is way off from all of the other roles he has played. Like, yeah. he, he's an amazing, dramatic actor. And, like, that, yeah, that's the farthest thing from what you would think of Christian Bale doing. But even these serious actors are like, I want to play a superhero, man. It's like, that's the place to be if you want to be in front of audiences now. Yeah. And, yeah, just the fact that Oscar Isaac was part of the Star Wars franchise, and it was like, all right, I'm gonna now. I'm gonna do some superhero stuff. Like, I mean, he was Apocalypse in the not he, very good X Men Apocalypse, <laughs> and he was Apocalypse. Yeah, I actually a, a friend of mine, um, that I've had on the podcast a couple times, uh, Ryan from Talking Snicked. He's um, he loves X Men Apocalypse. I won't hold that against him. But he, uh, he, uh, something for everybody. <laughs> yeah, he he's like, I don't know why everybody hates it. I think it's great. I love that movie. Um. Anyway, um, yeah, dude, I couldn't. Let me say, you cast Oscar Isaac, and then you make him unrecognizable. You cover him in so much shit that he can't move his head. Like, yeah, how's he? The money you're paying him, like, he can't even perform. It's, it was. I don't think it was that good. <laughs> but, and you know, yeah. go back to what you were talking about, not knowing things. I've loved comic books my entire life. Me and my brother did not know that that X-Men movie was coming out until we went to see something else in theaters and a trailer for it came on. Yes. And we were like, yeah. oh, shit. Like, no yes. way. And then it came out like a couple weeks later. Like, you know, we saw in Wizard that they were making it, you know, and this is happening. But we didn't know that it was coming out. We were so yeah. pumped. And that's all we had was that one trailer because we didn't have the Internet really yet. Yeah. Not like we have now. And uh yeah, but, but now you get teaser trailer one, teaser trailer two, teaser trailer three, the villains yeah. trailer. <laughs> like, yeah, then you and, get like uh, you get behind the scenes stuff that comes out before the movies or the shows even out. Like it's crazy. Or the toys, the toy lines come out and show you every character, and you're yeah. like, oh, like why is this character missing an eye? <laughs> you're like, yeah, what? yeah, I didn't know this character was even in this. Right, nice. it's crazy to me. What or, did you think? I don't know why about, want. You saw. Um, Spider-Man No Way Home, correct? Yeah. Okay. So what <laughs> did, did – I've had some thoughts since then. I haven't okay. done a full-on review yet, um, but when I saw it, 
you know, I ranked it as my top Marvel property of that year. I was like, that was fantastic. I loved everything about it. Um, but on reflection, like months out from it, the more and more I think about it is I think that the buildup to it did take a little bit away from that film. Like how much that could have been, how groundbreaking, spectacular that could have been without the, all the speculation and the like, oh, Garfield's lying. He's just saying he's not in it. This is ridiculous. Like, mm-hmm. if no one would have ever, like, you know, and in the 90s, it wouldn't have happened. In the early 2000s, you would not have known anything about Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield. You would have known nothing about that. I agree. And you can't fault Andrew Garfield for He denied, denied, sure. denied, denied. And Tobey Maguire pretty much just stayed out of any kind of spotlight to even get questioned. But yeah. you've got so many people on set who leak photos now. you got people who just, like, hide on rooftops with huge lenses to just get the tiniest picture or something. And you can't – it's just not going to go away, and that is awful in my head it's because sad. I completely agree. Um, can you imagine Ned, you know, doing the shit, yeah. Spider-Man jumping through, and you knew the moment you saw the suit, that's Andrew Garfield. Yeah. But just to yeah. not even have an inkling that he could have been there, like – I would have cried. I would have cried. I mean, as much denying as went on, every one of us went into it expecting them to be in there. Yeah, and I least, agree. At least thought that they could be in it. Like, imagine not even thinking about that. Like, who would think about that? You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. would never imagine that if people hadn't talked. Right. Yeah. So, it, it, yeah, it just just going in with the idea already existing in your head – I just, I just imagine a different world where, where that movie made me cry when Andrew Garfield showed up, and it made me cry again when Tobey Maguire showed up. What about when Andrew Garfield saved MJ? Oh, I mean, yeah. Come on. You know what? And that's scene. another thing. That's another thing, though. Like knowing going in that it's possible he's in it, you already got people going. Well, if he is in it, then he better save MJ. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like but speculations. Man, yeah, but whoever originally came up with all that, the writers that actually put that together, like, that's where the genius is. The, yeah. the people that were like, we could make this happen, man. We could really – what if we brought back Toby? What if we brought back Andrew? And then what if we had Andrew save MJ to kind of, like, redeem him for not being able to save – like, oh. I just, something that I, I've never heard many people t- – actually, nobody talk about. But I'm sure someone out there in the world has – was that since everybody forgot about him at the spoiler alert, since everybody forgot about him at the end, mm-hmm. which means that he doesn't exist, which means Stark Armor wouldn't recognize him anymore, and that's why he was making his own costume at the yeah. end of it, and he had a new costume that he was sewing in it. So now all the people were calling Iron Man Jr. He just depends on all the stuff from Stark. That's not going to happen anymore because now well, that's nice. That actually is that. That's actually a great reset because. I don't know if I love that. Like, I get why they did it, but that's He not... wouldn't have survived Endgame without the instant kill. <laughs> like, there's just no way yeah. he would have. So. Yeah, yeah. It was it was definitely necessary. The whole idea, though, that almost they needed Tony Stark to prop up Spider-Man, who, which is a ridiculous notion. If you know any kind of history of Marvel and how iconic Spider-Man is in comparison to Iron Man, like... Um, Until Robert Downey Jr., Iron Man was like a D-level character. Exactly, and Spider-Man's always been the top Bill character, always. So imagine Mm -hmm. 
having Iron Man be the the go between to prop up this character of Spider Man in, in Homecoming, it, it's kind of crazy to even think that they mm-hmm. would do that. But um, but this is yeah yeah I know we've kind of gone off on a different discussion here, but it's what we yeah, do, man. <laughs> yeah, it's part of the fun. It really is. I think that um, if they continue to make more films with Tom Holland, I think it is a, a kind of a good reset because. Yeah, it's no longer the Stark Jr. stuff, and and no one can say that about him, and no one can. Um, it, it's going to be like a new beginning for him, mm-hmm. and and with you know his his Uncle Ben in, in this version being gone, right? It's it's like we were seeing a, a completely different version before, who hadn't mm-hmm. had a tragedy like this one's had and stuff like that. So interesting to see, to see what they'll do going forward. Where you're going to have like, um, I have, it's going to be like the early mid nineties, like all on his own Spider-Man now, you know, he does he literally has nobody. He doesn't have Mary Jane anymore. So it's like after him and Mary Jane split in the comics. But mm-hmm. that being said, I mean, I don't imagine how they wouldn't, bring back Zendaya, I mean, and make her and Tom Holland get together. But without her in the, there, you could bring in Black Cat and have like a romance with them. You could bring in Silver Sable. Like you could bring in the more female villainous characters and play around with that too. Uh, Like there's a lot that could happen because what they signed them on for like five more appearances, three more movies or something like that. Or yeah, I've heard, all of three, that. You know, yeah, three, yeah. three, three more Spider-Mans, you know, a whole other trilogy. Like, I don't know. We'll see. I, I find that a little hard to believe. That's a lot. Um, it is, especially that, all the years that are in between all the filmings. So, I mean, I couldn't imagine playing the same right character in your entire career. Right. And by the end, is he? Is he the? You know, the Spider-Man from. Um, into the Spider Verse is that what he is by the end? He's got like a gut and he's like, <laughs> yeah. And he's like yeah, because I, I I just Tom Holland looks young and he probably will like forever. Um, but still, twenty, you know, is he going to be a Hugh Jackman of Spy? You know what I mean? The, the Spider Man version of, of Hugh Jackman, where he's the character for almost twenty years. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if they can. I don't. I don't know how that works. And also, just it's hard to believe, honestly, of six Spider-Man films with the same guy in it. Not don't get me wrong, it'd be awesome, but I don't remember who I was talking to. Maybe my brother. I don't. I don't know. But I said if there's going to be a trilogy, then I imagine the first one's going to be his movie. I think the next one will be an introduction of Miles Morales, and yeah. the third one will be him passing the torch to Miles Morales. And yeah. I think that's how they would be able to carry on. Spider-Man being an all-ages type movie and stuff because he's not getting too old and also be a way to get Tom Holland out of there so he didn't have to do it anymore. I mean, it's all it makes sense to me, but, you know, I'm not in Hollywood. I don't know exactly what's going on, but I no, mean, I imagine think... that he would have to every movie cut down his film time and shit, like, so he yeah. can go on and do other projects and stuff and still finish up the whole story yeah. that they've been trying to tell. Yeah, and I think I, I've thought for a long time, like, as soon as they talk, started talking about multiverse, I'm like, I think at some point they're bringing in Miles Morales, and I and I think it'll be sooner rather than later. I think he's gonna be involved in the 
convergence of the X-Men universe and stuff. That's what yeah. it seems like they're doing. How I, I, That's another thing. I don't know how far into comic books you read, like how much – like if you read all the Incursion and all that stuff in Marvel. No. No. It's um, to really, really, really sum it to you, down to you. The multiverse, all the Earths are crushing together and destroying mm-hmm. – and only one Earth can survive every time it's called an incursion. So, so it's crisis. The, yeah, but like, <laughs> like so, Marvel's crisis. Okay. So the Marvel Illuminati, which is like Namor and Xavier and Black Bull, and all these people decide that they're just going to go to all these Earths that are crashing into theirs and destroy it and kill everybody on there to save their Earth. So they keep doing that, and then oh. they start feeling terrible about it eventually. And, like Captain America was one of them for a bit, and they take his mind, like erase all of his memories and shit. But in doing all these incursions, brings in a lot of character and like turns it. It's it's crisis. It forms it into one again and levels yeah. out the multiverse. So I think they're going to do something like that because in the multiverse of madness, they're alluding to the Illuminati when you hear Xavier's voice. Yeah. Um, and eventually, and this is interesting because I don't know how they're going to do it. Um, Namor joins Thanos and all of his people, and they start being the ones who go to the planets and kill everybody because they don't care. <laughs> like yeah. they'll just do it to save their universe, um, and that's all pretty cool. But now they're all dead in the MCU, so I don't know. They can't do that. But right, um, I, I imagine they would just do it with different different characters and things, but. But I don't, I don't know, know man. that far into it, but I think that's how they're going to bring the X-Men in and Fantastic Four. I yeah. think they're going to do a convergence there or something like that to that nature. I do or too. Incursion and, I, and I've been um, – that's been my kind of theory for it for probably at least five years now. Like ever since there was talks of maybe uh, Disney buying Fox, mm-hmm. I've, been, I've been like, man, if they could do that. Like and I was like, but how would they bring them in? How do you explain this? Is like the only thing I could even come up with. And but I'm not the most creative person in the world. But the only thing I could think of was, oh, you got to do a multiverse story. You got to bring the worlds together somehow, and then close it up. And then like, oh, well, this is how it is now. Like this is the 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 universes have converged into one. So a theory that I liked that didn't happen, but someone said it once was that. uh Xavier was using his powers to block mutants from everybody's minds, and Thanos snaps and kills Xavier, and all of a sudden all the mutants would appear. And I thought that uh, was a pretty good idea too. They could have done that. That could work. They jump still go with uh, well, real quick before we jump mm-hmm. back to what we're actually supposed to be talking about. Um, if they could still go with the Xavier part of that, just without the Thanos snap, like they could be like, mm-hmm. well, the reason no one knows about mutants is because. Of Xavier's, you know, blocking of that. Right. It'd have to be a lot of uh, a big cerebro. But I mean, uh, uh, for what we know about Xavier, he could do it. They found yeah. a way for him to do it. But I was say, jump yeah. back to Moon Knight, is Dude. that essentially, you know, magic or whatever, Moon Knight is a street level character. You mm-hmm. look at Moon Knight comics, he's on covers with Daredevil, with Spider Man, with Punisher. These are some characters who just now got brought into the. MCU via Netflix. So, I mean, the thought that Luke Cage or Daredevil could show up yes. in Moon Knight is pretty nice. Or Punisher, because Moon Knight and Punisher know each other well, 
and they do not like each other. So they always interact fun in yeah. comics. So uh, that's, that's an exciting prospect too about the show. Like that's another thing that like now that they've done that, they've brought in the the Netflix universe of characters, the Defenders characters. Um, just that they could show up anywhere now, you know what we saw in in no way home was like a little teaser of that but now it's like we've got all these series which is where they shine right they're series mm-hmm. characters um and i know there the punisher would be the one i think that would surprise people the most because it was like the most bloody and violent of the netflix mm-hmm. series um and it was just like there's just no way disney could, you know what i mean but now that disney has decided to bring these in and make it kind of canon um, or I guess they're making it canon. I mean, the shows yeah. are, you know, um, if they do that, they've also changed their settings on Disney Plus. I don't know if you noticed that, but like, yeah, um, I had to put in my password to open up everything. That's right. So there's like, um, it's basically like a more mature level of shows. Um, and then you can basically block your kids from seeing the more mature level of shows. So they're actually separating it now to to give us some darker stuff, like some mm-hmm. more adult stuff, uh, which is awesome. And and that tells me that you know if they if they're allowing the stuff that happened in Daredevil and Punisher to appear on Disney Plus, who knows what they can do? Like. Mm-hmm. Who knows how dark this Moon Knight series is going to get, how bloody it might get. I, I, I'm actually surprised. I really am that they brought the Netflix shows in because yeah. of just how <laughs> damn violent they are. Like, they're pretty yeah. bad. I mean, the fight with Jigsaw. I mean, there's so much blood. Brutal. <laughs> because his face rubbed in glass. Like, yeah. Yes. Um, I was going to say, I say that a lot. Um, my, I love the first season of Jessica Jones. I didn't so much care for the second season, but part of that is because I hate what they did with the character of Hellcat. I forget mm-hmm. her name in the show, but you know, her friend, blonde girl. Yes. That yeah. being said, Hellcat is the assistant of She-Hawk when she's a lawyer, like for her law office. Hellcat's one okay. of the main characters of her series um, back in mid-2000s. So, okay. like, there's a chance in my head that they could bring even bring her back. I mean, they already yeah. have the character casted, and I don't know if she's going to be in the series, but in the comics, and the comics that it seems like they're deriving the show from, she's the main character. She's, like, one of the main ca- side characters. So what, what did you think of Iron Fist? Okay, I'm gonna, <laughs> let me jump in first and say that too many people who didn't know who Iron Fist was got involved in talking about Iron Fist way too much from the trailer. And the show was doomed before it ever began. Okay. People were thinking that Iron Fist should have been Asian when that's not the character yeah, yeah. of Danny Rand. That's right. Shang-Chi. And Danny Rand and Shang-Chi work together as heroes for hire. Like, they're friends. <laughs> uh, they respect each other. Uh so people jumped in on that way too fast, and it pretty much doomed the show immediately. I think that the guy who played Iron Fist was all right, but he was not even close to the best part of the show. I think Colleen Wing was the best part of the show. Yeah. Um, and Colleen Wing and uh, what's her name? Uh, Misty Knight. Like, 
Those two characters yeah. I love because I I had their whole Heroes for Hire series where it was just those two. Like, and they're in Spider Man right now too, working for the Beyond Corporation. Like, those two characters I like a lot. And um, but I liked the show Iron Fist. I, I thought it got a pretty bad flack, and I liked his character in Defenders too. Um, but it was just doomed from the beginning. Nobody, ma- it didn't matter if the show was good or not. It wasn't. It wasn't going to work. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. That was another character. Oh, I didn't also, know a whole the lot. fight scenes for for Iron Fist fight scenes were trash. Like Daredevil had these great fight scenes, and Iron Fist is supposed to be mm-hmm. like the master, like he's the champion of Kung of Kung Lao or not Kung Lao, whatever where he's from. And uh, like his fight scenes were what I was talking about, shaky camera. Like you can tell they're slow moving. Yeah, like um, yeah. that was a big letdown to me. Yeah, but other I, than that, I thought it was okay. I like the. Uh, the father, the guy who was Faramir in Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. that guy was wild. <laughs> I liked his character a lot, the villain guy. But uh, yeah, and the um, and his son, the one who was shady the whole time, and then you know turned out to kind of be on his side at the end. It was actually the daughter who was the shithead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, uh, I wonder if Di- I wonder if Disney Plus um, resurrects that as well. Like I wonder if they add any more seasons to these, like people are talking about, there might be a daredevil season four. That feels like a given. That feels like a, a, an obvious choice. Like, yeah, everyone loved daredevil. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm worried that they can't capture the same magic as they had before. Like that's what I'm worried about with daredevil. But I actually feel kind of good if they decide to resurrect the other series. Like if they resurrect iron fist, I'm wondering if they can do it in a way that would please audiences. And it'd be like, oh, well, we like this version of Iron Fist. Um, I, if, if, they, if they had all the shows in front of them and say they're only going to be budgeted to bring back three of them, you know, mm-hmm. I think out question Daredevil and Punisher should be in there. They were the th- two best top like rated ones. Then other than that, I would bring back Defenders. Or get rid of it all and just do Heroes for Hire and just put Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Danny Rand together and that. Because, I mean, Luke Cage yeah. and Jessica Jones are married anyway in comics. They have a kid together in comics. And Luke Cage and Danny Rand are best friends, and they run Hero for Hire together. And Misty Knight works with them. Colleen Wing is still there. Like, all characters are in Heroes for Hire. So, yeah, they it, just... it looked it looked too like uh, in the second series of Iron Fist that they were – building up for uh you know a team up series for Holly so yeah. Wing. Like it looked like that's what they were trying to do. Um so maybe we'll get that. Maybe you know maybe it'll maybe it'll just, it'll just get some of that. It does seem like and I've heard this a friend of mine uh said that this iteration of the MCU, this phase four is like the MCU, which is like mm-hmm. a, a very female centric um phase of the MCU. And I can kind of see that. Um, I wonder. I feel like I feel like that show would fit in this. This phase of the MCU, if they wanted mm-hmm. to do it. I agree. I, I, I mean, I agree with that, too. There is a lot more female representation being shown in uh, MCU right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and. That's why I would assume that they would try to bring Jessica Jones back, yeah. the character, Actually, no matter what. 
And I like uh, that series. I did. Like, like I, you, did, I, I uh, love season one, and I thought season two was like all right. But the season one with the villain that they had in season the, one was so damn good. The best episode of season two was the one with David Tennant again came back, and Purple Man was just in her head. He was yeah. fantastic in that show. But I love season one of Jessica Jones is arguably my favorite season of any of those Marvel shows. I mean, I love the Daredevil seasons. I love the Punisher season. That first season of Jessica Jones was so good. It was really good. And yeah. uh, I really liked the first season of Luke Cage, too, until they halfway through killed, like, um, Marshall Ali. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> he was like the best part of the show. Him and Missy yeah. Knight was carrying it. Yeah. But uh, that and the the jazz they played in that club all the time, man, I really liked I was like, if they make a soundtrack of this show, I would buy it. <laughs> they played some yeah. good music on that show. That but, was one of the first uh, shows that I – that's one of the first shows that I saw that, that felt different. Like, you know, they were showing Harlem, and it was just like this very different thing that we've seen yet on screen. And it mm-hmm. felt like a different place. It felt like Harlem. It didn't feel like any other, like, Marvel series or setting that we had seen in the Marvel Universe. I thought it was great. It was like a fresh take. Um, But I think uh, – me and you have talked about this before, but I think they're going to be doing a – um. A Hawkeye, Yelena, like a Hawkeye Black Widow series with Yelena and um, Kate. Yeah, like, that would it be cool. seemed like they were alluding to they would want those two to team up in something. And want, knowing yeah. that Hawkeye and Black Widow, the original ones, were partners, it only makes sense that these two people have crazy good uh, chemistry together. Like yeah. every scene they were in stole it, yeah. um, that they would want to do the same for them either be a show or a movie or something. So that your friend's right. And it's, there is a lot of female representation happening and it's not mm-hmm. a bad thing in any way. No, um, no, but it does make me not able to guess where they're going to go next with characters. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, I think, I think not bringing back, if you're going to bring back all these characters from Netflix, I think not bringing back Missy Knight would be a mistake because she was great. Yeah. And, uh, I'd say the same about the Colleen Wing actress, but for some reason I feel like I read something the other day that she was in some kind of trouble for something. I don't know. Maybe I'm making that up, but I would love for her to come back too. I love that character. Yeah, the only thing I read about her was something about um, she didn't want to – there was something about reprising the role of the character or something or playing a different character, and she said something about like if she was to be – in the MCU, that's all she would want to play was. Maybe that's what it was. I saw her name yeah. pop up in something. Yeah. Well, good. Um, <laughs> well, damn, man. I think we've uh, I think we've more than covered Moon Knight. <laughs> we went, hey, we went up to a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. We're like uh, all over the place now after talking about Moon Knight. But, uh, yeah, man, I don't want to keep you too much longer. I think I, I told you we'd be talking for like 30 minutes maybe. <laughs> and here we are over an hour in. So this is this happens. Every time. Every time, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why I always um, say you can keep having me back for these shows. I, I'm i watching them. I can talk about <laughs> Yeah, man. Well, I, I appreciate you coming on and giving your, your kind of expertise. Uh, I don't know if you would call it that on Moon Knight. <laughs> for what it is. But in comparison to me, you are an expert in Moon Knight. And um, so I'm, <laughs> I'm happy to have someone on who knows a little bit about the character and who loves the character. So – yeah, man, I'm excited, and I'd love to have you back for a, a, an actual Moon Knight episode proper where we can actually break down and, and kind of maybe we can go back and talk about some of the speculation that we've done here 
mm-hmm. see how it actually turns out. Yeah, don't think for a second that if you have me back, I'm not going to like watch this episode again and write down all of our speculations. So I can yeah, bring it I, up. It's a requirement. <laughs> I'm going to make sure that you do. All right, man. Well, I appreciate it once again for for doing this. And um, what well, this is the third time I've had you on. I can't wait to have you on again, dude. Hey, I appreciate it every time, man. I really do. All right, ladies and gents, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Chase, and I hope you enjoyed that, you know, we talked about a little more than just Moon Knight, kind of veered off into some other things, but that is typical of Marvel+. Plus. That's pretty normal for the podcast. You guys are probably used to that, have come to expect it a little bit, but yeah, super excited for Moon Knight. I hope you guys are as excited as I am, and I'm going to be talking to you again in one week's time when we chat about the first episode. In the meantime... If you would be so kind, please go over and rate or review the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It really helps the show to reach a larger audience. And if you have anything to add to the conversation, you can reach out on Instagram or Twitter at RealBrettScott. Also, don't forget to follow Mr. Chase Black on Twitter at ComentOnComics. That's his thing. That is his shtick. He's not a podcaster. He's not a YouTuber. He is a Twitter-er-er. He posts all day long about comic books and scours the Twitterverse commenting on other people's posts about comic books. So if you enjoy comic books and you enjoy commentary, you will enjoy Chase Black on Twitter. Once again, that's at comment on comics. I will put a link in the description. And and one last thing, I've got to pimp the Patreon. If you're at all interested in bonus content, you know, extra episodes, behind the scenes stuff, and video versions of the podcast, including today's episode that are released a bit earlier than the actual episode releases, then go check out the Marvel Plus Patreon. Chip in a few bucks. I keep it relatively cheap. I think it's $3 max a month for, for, for you. And, you know, you could just... Or you could just chip in a dollar a month to, to show general support and help the show to grow and become better for everyone. Um, but yeah, I mean, the top bill is 3 bucks. So if you're interested in that, go over to patreon.com slash Marvel Plus. Uh, again, the link for that will be in the description as well. Thank you guys so much for sticking around. Uh, I th- think think you stuck around. <laughs> I, I hope you stuck around the past couple months uh, that I was not putting out new episodes. And for those of you that, that are listening, I appreciate you so much. Thank you for sticking with me. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you again, as I said, in one week's time. Again, my name is Brett Scott, and this has been Marvel Plus. <laughs> Thank you.